listening to Cinema Spin. Hello, everyone. I am Matt. And I'm Jason. And welcome to another episode of Cinema Spin. All right, before we move on, I just wanted to say, uh, in, in case people don't listen to the entire episode, I mean, there's got to be one or two of you out there. No, that read, yes. Uh, we did announce last week that there will be no Thanksgiving week show. So next week we are off. Vacation. Right. Too much going on with people being around and loud houses. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So uh, for the first time, we're taking a week off. And we thought we'd announce it at the top of the show in case... You don't make it to the end. That's right. You should make it to the end, though, because I think we're going to have a pretty lively discussion about January Man tonight. Yeah, or the January Man, depending on on where you look, it seems like. Yes. So no show next week, and um, we'll be back uh, that first week of December. All right, I guess let's get started. In our first movie tonight, Will Smith stars as real-life father and coach of tennis-playing Williams sisters of Venus and Serena. King Richard was directed by Rinaldo Marcus Green and tells the story of how Richard Williams... Through perseverance, determination, and blind ambition, led Venus and Serena Williams from young girls growing up in Compton, California, to becoming champions of the tennis world. Williams and his wife, Brandy, played by Anjanu Ellis? <laughs> Anjanu Ellis, yeah, I think That's you got what it. I get. Yep. Decide when they are, their two girls are quite young that they will make them into tennis prodigies. The film takes us on the ride as they struggle at first, just to find a safe place to practice, and eventually, as they search for a professional-style coach that knows how to get them to the next level. At this point, the film shifts gears a bit and becomes more about finding that correct balance between going for one's dreams and the burnout that can come from having pressures at an early age, and as well as success and adulation. Jason, how'd you feel about this one? Uh, well, for better or for worse, um, and I don't know which... Um, I know nothing about professional tennis. I do know that obviously the I've, I know who the Williams sisters are, right? I know that, that they are considered uh, two of the best players of all time, if not the best players of all time. I had I have never heard of Richard Williams. I have never heard, and I didn't know anything about the uh, apparently famously controversial story of how he raised his daughters and how he handled their press and so on, right? Um, this movie. Um, is devoted um, almost entirely. Uh, the whole movie project is pretty uh, is is basically an apology for uh, for uh, the the legacy of Richard Williams, um, who <laughs> is apparently widely disliked um, in in the media and within the sport. And this movie is um, uh, more or less a hagiography hey, for him. It's going back and trying to make it, and making him seem like. Uh, like he's really just this wonderful guy. What I came away from from this movie is that um, not knowing anything about the actual person, just watching this movie, I came away thinking that this this uh, Richard Williams guy is a terrible, terrible human being. Um, so uh, despite you know despite that that being the exact opposite of the message of the movie, right? Um, and you know, a little research shows that uh, that I'm uh, not. I, I was correct in my in uh, in what I had gleaned. Um, so the first thing we learn about Richard Williams in this movie um, is that he was watching tennis on TV um, one day back, I guess, in the the seventies, uh, and decided <laughs> then and there that um, there was money to be made in having uh, black daughters who could make it and take the tennis world by storm. And then he proceeds to write out a 70-page plan um, uh, to do this, um, and then promptly impregnates his wife, right? 
Um, now, you, you said they decided from a young age uh, that they were going to uh, have, uh, that their daughters were going to be tennis prodigies. He, actually, that's not true. Before they were conceived, he decided that they were going to be tennis prodigies, right? Um, I don't remember all that from the movie. This movie makes him look like a visionary because he had the 78 plan, page plan um, before they were even born, right? Um, Is that in the movie? Yeah. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, just, just as a footnote, not in the movie. Um, apparently he, uh, tampered with his wife's birth control in real life, uh, to achieve the, uh, uh, the conception of, uh, of at least one of the, the Venus sisters. Right. But it all works out in the end because the plan is brilliant. That's what we learn. It was constantly through this movie is that the plan is brilliant. The plan has single-handedly created the two greatest uh, tennis athletes of all time. In fact, later on in the story, um, whenever uh, the younger sister, Serena, is feeling a little down because she's being overshadowed by her, mm-hmm. by her older sister, um, there is a very um, <clears throat> touching moment where uh, her father cheers her up and says, well, yes, your sister is going to be number one rated in the world, but you, Serena, are going to be the greatest of all time. And you know why? Because of the plan. Right. <laughs> I think that um, yeah, that's being super unfair to this movie. <laughs> I, 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 think, I don't think people should get their history from movies. Um, well, I didn't get... Uh, when I, when, I, yeah, when yeah, I watch yeah. a movie like this, and then I do a little digging into the history... Right. It doesn't just dis- it doesn't really like change my opinion of the movie that much. I enjoyed this movie on for its surface and you know I obviously you can tell just by their living situation that there are complexities here that they're not going into, right? Yeah. Um you sure can. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. Right, one minute it's uh it's like they're uh the, they're on the Cosby show, right? They're they're, they're just mm-hmm. this giant happy family all joking around, couldn't get along better, couldn't love their family more. The next minute uh, there's just a little peek into the fact that maybe uh uh Richard is um um a giant overbearing narcissistic asshole, right? Yeah, but you know what though? I mean, he <sighs> If you take the movie on its surface, and like I'm yeah. saying, I'm not defending mm-hmm. the man. Yeah. I'm just defending the movie. Um, I think this movie works pretty well. Um, it, it, it's it's a story of determination. It's a story of, you know, overcoming a lot of odds. Um, the man is portrayed as obviously probably a better person than he actually was. But... He does love his daughters, and that's the most thing that's important when you're grazing kids. I, I, I think they felt loved by him. Okay. Um, and felt supported. Did, was he misguided in, in, in many of his endeavors? I, I don't think that anybody, any right-minded person would argue that. Um, but finding that out 20 minutes after I watch a movie... Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily fair to the movie. Well, no, I'm and I'm telling you, I, I it's not like I, I I looked this up during the movie. It's I gleaned this from from I, I I inferred this from what was on the screen, right? That oh, this person did some horrible things that are publicly known, and this movie is going to totally sort of uh, finesse those and massage those and gloss over those to make it look like um it, it all washed out in the end, and that he was the real mastermind behind the. Uh, uh, behind the success of his daughters, right? And yes, this, uh, so this the story of the Williams sisters is a story of determination. They came from 
They came from Compton. They, they came from uh, a part, you know, a, a part of the country that's not supposed to produce, especially uh, 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 tennis. Well, players, not only right? is not supposed to, it's just flat out not going. To yeah, right. Well, because... fair enough. Right. But the uh, the uh, I question this whole project from the from the very title, right? <laughs> I, because whose determination is really uh, the story of the Williams? Sisters? Well, the dude who wrote the book, you know. I mean, that's <laughs> well, uh, I guess. But uh, if you're going to talk about the uh, you know whose determination created the Williams sisters, maybe the Williams sisters should be the the focus of the story. Well, I mean, I think that's a valid point. Mm-hmm. However, I think that there's a case to be made. If he doesn't do what he does, we never know about these two girls and how good they are at tennis. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, he be- didn't he didn't raise a couple of fuck-ups here. No, he sure They're didn't. They're well-rounded. He did, yeah, 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 of, of course he did, right? You know. But we only see the we only see, especially when it comes to them, the best parts of his driven fatherhood, right? We don't see what what I'm sure he I'm did a sure, bevy of ignorant shit. Yes. I'm, I'm um, sure. I, I, yes, but it's not in the movie. It's not in the movie. And this, this is, this is not. I mean, yeah. me, my argument is going to be that's not what this is about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, it's it's like judging a book by what was in the fair first enough. draft. Uh, fair enough. I, I just also don't like what this movie is about. I, I don't. I think that there there should have been a switch in focus at some point to, uh, to the sisters and to what it takes for them to be. Uh, to be the success uh, that they are, right? Instead, the movie throughout can't keep the camera off of Will Smith. Maybe because he is the forty million dollar uh, draw to this movie, right? But the the uh, the sto- the story to me is just way way too focused on 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 how much we should admire him and how much we should love him. I didn't find this character lovable. I didn't find the performance. Pr- uh, uh, I found the performance pretty one note. Um, I, I don't think that uh, that that Will Smith ever finds any sort of any sort of real vulnerability in in uh, in in the in the Richard Williams character that would have made him seem a little more human instead i think he comes across as as just a a, a narcissistic stage parent right um who is just absolutely obsessed with his with with his children do, uh, uh with, with his children being successes right and and also in charge of now a movie to uh, uh, to act as PR for him, right, and, and redeem his yeah, legacy. Yeah, that seems like a lot of subterfuge you're cutting through. There. <laughs> well, that's the and again, I, I don't. I mean, you 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 kind of admit, yeah, previously that you have an issue with movies that are portraying mm-hmm. actual events or historical events. You know, like when we did Trial of Chicago Seven or whatever. Yeah, you have a, a kind of a general disdain for that sort of thing, anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I have. I mean, I when have it's very, done well, it's. I have very different objections to a movie like that, though, which I think t- thought took too many liberties uh, with the actual story and didn't didn't uh, inform me about anything. I I I really uh, my objection to this is that I think that there is a story here about a very very troubled person, his very very troubled relationship with his family, and how somehow that managed to create two of the greatest athletes of all time. And instead, what we get is a propaganda piece for this controversial, uh, uh, page, for this contra- controversial figure, right? Who is not an a- one of the greatest athletes of all time, <laughs> and is only anybody. Nobody cares about him except because of his daughters. 
Right. I, I guess I just read the propaganda and went with it. You know, yeah. That, that was yeah. kind of my thing. This, I, I, I like this movie. This is probably one of my favorite movies I've seen this year. Uh, well, I mean, that, and, that, and that's not that's not saying a lot because I think this has been one of the worst years for movies. Ever. Yeah, I'm. I, 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 boy, we, we. This is as this is as much as we've disagreed about a movie. I well, think. when you had your mind made up before you even saw it, I no, I did not. I did not. The other, I, I didn't. The other I, day, I, mean, I, don't, I don't, you know, and, I, and I quote, "Yeah, you said out of the two movies you were more looking forward to seeing yeah. to seeing um, January Man than this." Well, yes. Well, but that's and, that's only be, that, that's only, my, be, my only that's only because of my love of bad movies. But where uh, <laughs> where I'm going next is yeah. you see a movie yeah. that's got pretty good buzz, mm-hmm. you know, pretty good reviews. Yeah, and here you are, kind of negative about it. Yeah. Well, fair, why, well fair why would you be negative about a movie that's got good reviews? Now, granted, we both we both we all like we because all, I watched it and didn't like it. Well, no, no, no. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying that nothing's wrong with that. I'm yeah. saying is. The negativity before seeing it is what I think is weird. I didn't go into this movie with a bad attitude. I went into this movie with a disinterested attitude because I don't know anything about t- tennis and I don't know anything about the, the the Bulliam sisters. I am perfectly willing to to be won over by a movie. I didn't expect to like say True Grit just just off the top of my head. Yeah, right? I mean, but, but um, if anything, I kind of went into that movie with my arms folded. Taller right? order for this movie, seeing as how you're not versed in tennis at all. Yeah. Right? If this movie was about baseball and a jerky manager, maybe it'd have been easier easier lift for it. I, you know I, mean? I no, I I still don't think that's it. I, well, I, then I, st- I think your excuse for for being kind of negative about it doesn't work. Then um, my excuse, my reason for not liking this movie is because I think this is a terrible. This is a, a, a th- that this is. Um, propaganda for a person who's clearly a terrible human being, and his terribleness even comes across in the in the propaganda. See, I, I, piece. I, I mean, I, I thought he come off came off as a troubled, imperfect person, but I don't yeah. think he came off as a terrible person. I, 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 I think he, I don't think I, the person portrayed in the film came off terrible. The. Uh, <laughs> I think the person who came off in the film um, uh, cared much more about um, his, his own self. Agri- uh, himself and agri- uh, and his own glory and his own ability to, to look to um, wield power over people who were tr- uh, over well frankly white people um, uh, who were tr- who, who he, uh, were trying to quote unquote take advantage of him and his uh, daughters I think he was way more he comes across as somebody who's way more interested in, in um, getting back and wielding power over people than he is and actually helping his daughters in their career. I think he, I, I think this per, the person on the screen to me uses as an ex, uses as an excuse that he, he wants them to live quote unquote normal lives to keep them out of junior tennis. But to me, um, that's hurting their career. That's everybody who knows anything about it is telling him uh, this is a very, very dangerous move for their career. And, and, I think he doesn't. I think he. But they're also the same people that have driven many young tennis stars into just absolute burnout. Yeah. Well, the one example of. of yeah, but it's Martina it's not Hingis. just her. Yeah. No. Well, right, Martina right, Hingis, but I mean, yeah. Capriotti is the one. Oh, Capri- oh I'm sorry, Capriotti. I mean, she's right. the great example because well, right, she ended up she, on drugs right, and stealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, stealing. Uh, fair enough. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's not just her. It's the one. It's not the ones that really got into trouble. It's the ones that just. You know, started out with great careers and it just fizzled into nothing because they just couldn't deal with it anymore. I, I think that this movie is not interested in in really sort of giving me any insight into uh, into Richard Williams, the person. I think this movie is 
uh, has just this it's just a stream of of repetitive scenes where um somebody comes to him and makes him some great offer basically tries to make his family rich because of his daughters and he crosses his arms and looks him in the eye and tells him to go to hell uh, because uh, next year he'll be able to make more money off of his daughters. Oh, and by the way, he would also like them to learn French, right? I, 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 I and, and, and every time this happens, every time he sort of tells some person where to go, um, I think this movie is 100% behind him, and we're supposed to sort of like, like sort of cheer his, his courage in, uh, in quote-unquote protecting his daughters from, from being too successful too young. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, I think there's a balanced, though. I, I think this movie is very uh, and 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 William and Richard Williams are very very simplistic in their thinking about um, about the choices for the uh, for the the teenage daughters here, right? I mean, just because you go into junior into into the junior tournament doesn't you know? It's like the only. It's like there are two options here, right? There's like yeah, but there's that's like movie shit, right? Twenty four seven tennis or you uh, being a drug addicted prostitute in in comedy. Yeah, but that's just right? the movie stand in for a bigger problem. Well, right? yeah, but that's that's a movie being simplistic, and it's and it, I I don't I don't like it, right? And and well, I mean that's and that's... and I see that as reflecting on his character. I think that false dichotomy. The fact that that nobody, not even the the uh, the the uh, very kind coaches who are, uh, for in large part, pro bono teaching these girls just because they're so impressed with their talent, right? Um, nobody can sort of figure out a, a, a work life balance where these girls might be able to actually play a tournament um, uh, sometime before they're they're uh, well, seventeen. And um, maybe, I, you know, I don't, maybe they did. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's, I'm sure it's not as simple as it's it's drawn up. Well, in the I'm movie. Uh, I don't, yeah, and I'm just basing what I saw on the screen. Well, I, right. and I know, but I mean, I just I mean I think the the portrayal is more about. I mean, he's he's a flawed individual who, because of his singular determination, pushed these girls to be successful, and and you know, they seem to have turned out okay, and. Uh, yeah, I just think for the most part, I mean, I don't think the performance is as good as people are saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's sort of, um, I don't know, it's, it's it's caricature at first. Yeah, it's it's really Will Smith. Re- it's Will Smith really playing up. Um, He's got some of the mannerisms down. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's just, um, but but it's him really playing up, uh, uh, doing an impression of somebody of what he imagines somebody from Compton is like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, t- to me, what worked for it is is more just the family. They made the, the the people in the family kind of almost in spite of him at times. I mean, oh, I don't think he came off as nearly like you do. I didn't get that. In, mm-hmm. I didn't get that impression. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I think it's a. I, I think those things were probably there in reality. I just I didn't see him in the movie. Um, I don't know. Just it's just I felt like I wanted to get behind and root for this family. Everybody seemed to be and have good intentions and and. Uh, I don't know. I just found it easy to root for him and, and, and want him to do well in this film. And, and when they did, I, I found it to be somewhat rewarding. Well, I I mean, I agree to disagree. I, I found the family dynamics here completely um, unbelievable. I think at one minute we're, it's it's uh, we're all singing. Uh, we're all singing Kumbaya and having I didn't say they were realistic. And, and, I said and, it worked right. for me at this um, point. And it's something movie. it's something out of the Cosby show. And the next minute they're having arguments about um, uh 
they're having arguments about how many illegitimate children he has, right? And and how she would leave him in a second if not for her if not for her religious devotion. I mean, she's the one who really gets mistreated by him in this movie. Yes, I mean the movie at least is honest about that. Um, I I I just think um, I don't know. And yes, I guess I am inferring too much and 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 writing too much into it. But it just seems like if he's willing to treat her like that, if he's willing to treat his other um, the other illegitimate children we don't see like that. Um, I think uh, probably his uh, his treatment of his successful daughters was way more way more onerous than uh, uh, th- than this movie is willing to admit. the The one scene where they where, where they get uh, hotlined, where the, the, somebody uh, where somebody calls the, on on them for child abuse because he's making them practice and right. know, get up at six a.m. and practice in the rain and so and so forth. Right? I mean, the movie's attitude towards that is so bothersome because it's like. There, there's a legitimate question here about whether or not that is, uh, isn't there a legitimate question here about whether or not this it's right to do that to 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 nine and ten year olds? But this movie instead just climbs right up on its high horse and and uh, and takes the side of you know stay out of our business because because we're raising our daughters to be the greatest of all time. Well, look, I think that's a that's a real fucking slippery slope to get in on because what about kids that are born on a born on a farm? And all they do is, you know, work well, the fucking family farm. Fair enough, but but this movie then is totally relying on the fact that we know then the the those Venus sisters turn out to be the or the the Williams sisters. Well, but I mean, if the they're in fact time. getting good grades, yeah, and aren't you know, if they see a psychologist and the psychologist says they're not scarred in any way, yeah, well then those people should get the fuck out of their living room. You know, I mean, they have to follow up on the call, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Right. They're doing. Yeah. Right. You know, and and. I, I just think this movie is so it's so lathered up in its own self-righteousness uh, that anybody who questions uh, uh, Richard Williams way of doing things is left sort of humiliated and chided. Right. Um, and and I think uh, and I, I really bristle at that because I think there's so I, I think there's so much that he arguably does wrong with this and that that he he should answer for. Instead, he gets this. Instead, he gets what amounts to a real sort of puff piece here, right? Um, he gets he gets this he gets this uh, this propaganda piece, this this hagiography. We yeah, we're just gonna have to agree disagree. This, well, this this I, I think I yeah. I saw this more as a sports movie where it was more about the momentum of the movie and the, you know the overcoming some odds and you know sort yeah. of inspirational and 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 st- that that aspect of it. And I, I wish there were I'm, more. Of I'm, that. I I'm, wish I'm admittedly, you know, probably more vulnerable to that than you are. Yeah, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Okay, um, I think. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I think the last half hour when I, we actually do to get to some sports, um, because by the way, most of the sports in this movie consists of them practicing because they're not allowed to actually play, <laughs> right? Uh, when they are uh, allowed to, when uh, uh, v- uh, Venus is actually allowed to play, I think the final uh, the final game is is well shot. the The tennis in this movie is really on point. Um, so um, I think I, th- I, I there's something uh, an anti entitlement message in this movie that I liked. Mm-hmm. His determination to make these to let the, don't let these girls feel like they're entitled to something just because his that's a constant message to this this movie. He doesn't want them to eat the free yeah. food at the at the uh you know like the other right, kids yeah, at, at, at the, the, uh, country, at the club. country club yeah 
and um, there's some other scenes where they kind of hammer home the same idea. There are, I, I, have, I admit, there are flashes of him being a, uh, a good parent. <laughs> as um, hopefully in any parent, there's right. Some yes, there's uh, uh, exactly as any hopefully uh, any parent has moments, right? You know, while while they're um, not big roles, I thought the girls were were pretty good in this. And and yeah, the, the 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 girls are really good in this. I wish I just wish there were more of them. And let me just you know again to to just repeat, I I think that the major problem I have here is not that uh, 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 Richard Williams is presented as being. Um, an effective coach to to his uh, mm-hmm. coach or father to his daughters. I just think the tone of the movie um, is just so obsequious towards him. Is just so uh, is just so pleased with him um, that I uh, that it really because there's a lot to explore. There there are a lot of, there are clearly a lot of negative sides of him to explore here. That um, that it may, occasionally makes reference to, but then quickly dances away from. I'm not entirely sure that's fair to ask of a movie, you know, to ask to talk about what's not there as opposed to what's there. That's, but I mean, we've we've had that that argument before. Yeah, I think what helps. I disagree. I, right? I think what, yeah, we do we do right, disagree. Yes. I think what helps me a little bit um, enjoy. I, I I am sort of in awe of what the what the Williams sisters have accomplished. Yeah. Um, True. The fact that two of the greatest ten- tennis players of all time would come from the same household is pretty amazing. Uh, true the, and it's and it's hard to uh it's hard to think that's a coincidence admit you know serena won 23 grand slam events to this point venus only won seven well but she also lost to her sister in the finals of, of grand <laughs> seven times so who's in venus's way serena unfortunately right, right. <laughs> there's um, a uh one of my favorite football players, his name was Sterling Sharp. He was a receiver for the Packers. Uh-huh. He got injured early and, and, and got hurt. Uh-huh. And uh, his brother played for the uh, the Broncos and uh-huh. was a Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. And in his Hall of Fame speech, he was famous of saying that uh, I'm the only Hall of Famer who wasn't even the best receiver in my family. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. So these um, things happen, I, 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 I wonder suppose. if that kind of graciousness exists between the, the Williams <laughs> sisters, actually. <laughs> well, you know, they've won... Um, 14 doubles titles playing together. Oh, yeah? Grand Slam oh, okay. titles. But, so. but I do wonder, and, and this would not be hard. To, I, I, I Presumably, this would not be hard to sort of just, you know, uh, Google, right, and look up, right, uh, if I... Uh, but uh, I do want, I do wonder what their real-life relationship is now, especially as adults, and whether or not they are um, so competitive that they give each other credit or they see each other as... as yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it, at... at, at Best at worst, it has good days and bad days, as uh, anybody who has siblings would, yeah, would attest right. to. Uh, we just disagree, <laughs> and that's fine <laughs> and vehemently. I, is it? <laughs> it is fine. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, I would love to see, and apparently there was there was a movie. I don't know if it was a, a theatrical movie or just something, uh, you know, straight to uh, streaming or DVD or something. Uh, but uh, there was a movie about Venus and uh, and Serena um, at some point a few years ago. Um, and I would just be happier, uh, I think, more interested in, in seeing uh, that movie and, and seeing, you know, a movie about their relationship. Um, yeah. Or a and, mo- the, and their upbringing. Movie you know. that might contain some of the upbringing part. But yeah, right. Move, but yeah. but have, have you know, um, quote unquote King Richard yeah, uh, be the, a the, background character. The, the point at which this movie ends where it has to tell you so much in text after the movie's over is not particularly satisfying, you know. Yeah, right. But, uh, all right. Right. Okay. Let's move on, shall we? Let's, Let's take a quick break and we'll on. be back after this. 
All right, we are back on Cinema Spin, and man alive, have we got a treat for you? We have got <laughs> a movie for you. Hmm. Um, the randomizer last week decreed that we uh, would watch the um, 1989. Was it 19? Yes, the 1989 movie, uh, The January Man. Um, Fresh off a fish called Wanda, Kevin Klein makes January and, and his Oscar win for a fish called Wanda. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so let me go through. I'll just go through a cast list just real quick. <laughs> right, Oscar winner Kevin Klein. Um, as as Lieutenant Nick Starkey, Susan Oscar winner Susan Sarandon, not yet, not Oscar yet, winner, right? Yeah. As uh, Christine Starkey, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, Harvey Keitel, Oscar winner Danny Aiello, um, uh, directed by Pat O'Connor, doesn't uh, doesn't have a great track record. Uh, written by Oscar winner John Patrick Shanley, produced by uh, Oscar winner Norma Jewison. <laughs> Music by mul- uh, uh, multiple Oscar winner uh, Marvin Hamlish. Marvin Hamlish. Yeah, right. I'm going to try to describe this movie as briefly as possible. Um, you, audience, you're going to be confused, um, but just please bear with me, right? <clears throat> um, rewind it if you have to. Here we go. It's the 1980s, and a serial killer is stalking New York City. He's either He's killed either 11 or 7 women, depending on your interpretation of maybe the least helpful newspaper headline montage <laughs> in the history of lazy exposition, right? On his trail is police commissioner Frank Starkey, played by Harvey Keitel, but he's not solving the case fast enough for Mayor Flynn, uh, Mayor Flynn played by Rod Steiger, um, who, I, who is apparently doing an impression of Archie Bunker on bath salts. Um, he's he, coming in hot either he way. He is coming in hot. Rod Steiger is swinging for the fences on this movie, right? So uh, Mayor Flynn Flynn demands, demands that the only one who can help him with such a high-profile case that that has no leads is the FBI. No, wait, I'm sorry. The only person who can help him is is Starkey's brother Nick, played by Kevin Kline, who's uh, currently a firefighter. Um, He is, and if you think, uh, if you're wondering uh, how he's introduced as a firefighter, of course... He's introduced saving a preteen girl from a burning building um, who looks at, up at him in a way that indicates that she has developed a lifelong fetish for firefighters. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Nick was formerly a very eccentric uh, police detective who was thrown out of his job because of some sort of bribery scandal uh, that involved his brother. Um I've already mentioned that Nick is eccentric. His uh, his apartment is occupied by a smart mouth parrot, an artist named Ed, and Ed's nude model. <laughs> um, he moves all of them into his corner office when he's reinstated to find the killer. His sole demand for his services is that he be allowed to cook his brother's wife dinner. Uh, his brother's <laughs> wife, played by Susan Sarandon. See, they used to be lovers, and I guess Kaitel's uh, character is willing to do whatever it takes to catch this killer, include. I suppose, prostitute his wife. Um, after we've established that Klein and Sarandon are still in love, Nick, Klein's character, starts an affair with the mayor's daughter, played by Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. If all of this seems convoluted, it is. It's nearly 40, it's 45 minutes into the movie that anyone starts actually investigating the crime in question. <laughs> the crime that has to be solved now, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Um, an investigation that will involve prime numbers, a state-of-the-art 1988 computer, a quick uh, post-coital trip to the planetarium, and the music of Neil Sedaka. Um, what we have here is a serial killer procedural slash slapstick comedy slash slapstick comedy slash romance. 
And all will come down to whether it manages to balance its many various tones. What did you think, Matt? I have two thoughts. <laughs> one, <laughs> when Harvey Keitel is one of the least intense people on the screen in a movie, you've uh-huh. got a problem. Yes. And two, I believe when they begin to shoot, when they begin to shoot each scene, they spun a wheel of tone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For every actor in each scene. Is this going to be slapstick? Rod, Ste- Rod Steiger, <laughs> you've got incredibly angry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Carvey Keitel, you've got disaffected and meek. Right. And and yeah. and Danny Aiello, of course, well, he, the he captain. He comes in hot, too. Yeah, he comes and in hot, too. anybody who's seen for the first time in this movie... Comes in hot, literally or figuratively, whether they're in a fire (laughs) or angry. Um, (laughs) This is a crazy-ass movie that it just boggles the mind how how weird it is. It's... It's, in, I, I mean, we're going to do our best. I've done my best here, but this movie is really indescribable. <laughs> um, you can't believe what you're seeing. <laughs> you, you can't. <laughs> um, I wrote that uh, it's a baffling tidal wave of bizarre quirks that almost manages to distract you from this totally, totally idiotic plot. <laughs> that, like, just when you, it, like, every, it just keeps coming at you, like with the parrot. And and the, the espresso <laughs> machine and the, the, the uh, and, and the nude models. Yeah, there's right? a lot of like quirky little like moments that would be like a little chuckle moment in normal films, but they keep coming at you. Yeah, and it's a it, there's a serial killer here. Right? <laughs> right. I, I mean, like we we see women killed again and again in 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 uh, in, in very serious uh, sort of like uh, De Pal- uh, you know eighties De Palma style. Yeah. Uh, like, like oh you know like oh my god, kind of like a bloodless. Yeah, strangling. Yeah, you know. but then, but then he kind of like he kind of like uh, releases the, the his victim in sort of a loving way. Right. Before. Yeah, they're sort of strangely stylish. Yeah, it's right? bizarre. Right, in ways that that uh, that are that um are not at all funny. <laughs> they're not at all. And um and again, something out of sort of a, a, a De Palma movie of this era, you know, like Body Double or 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 or, or something like that, right? Um, so uh. It's just so weird that the amount of over-the-top, serious scenes were played with ang- ridiculous, like humorous anger almost. Yeah. But it's like you don't know quite what you're supposed to be. Is he going so crazy that it's supposed to be funny? I don't know. I think sometimes. <laughs> right. But maybe not all the time. Right. I, I mean, the Klein character just never makes a bit of sense. And he's, and he, yeah, and he's, he plays, he's playing it for laughs all the time. Yeah, I guess for so. For the most part, I mean, despite the fact that I I I, I don't find him funny at all. No, in this movie. no, he's not funny. Right, um, or charming. Really. Yeah, or or really charming, despite the fact that like there's that one scene. I mean, of of many scenes in this movie that makes you want to like sort of watch something else. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, uh, his first meeting with the uh, uh, the mayor's daughter, uh, Mary, Mary Elizabeth Ma- Master Antonio, they have this really, really terrible scene and they meet in a cafe. Her, her friend has been murdered by the, the, the uh, uh, is the latest victim of the murderer, right? So right. He, so he thinks... The, the first victim we knew of, but... Right, but... The succession of which is in, <laughs> incoherent at Right, best. right. They're, so, they're, uh, so he meets with her since she was the last person to see the victim alive, right? And they have this totally one of one of the most insane and least 
uh, plausible scenes written by a serious by uh, I'll say a serious screenwriter. I mean, John Patrick Shanley has 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 won a Pulitzer Prize by the way in addition <laughs> to his Oscar, right? So. Uh, so they, they go, f- so she says, oh, well, she more or less says, well, this conversation is kind of boring. Let's have, let's talk about something more interesting. <laughs> Kevin Klein says, okay, let's go to a hotel room. And they go to a hotel room and they have sex, right? <laughs> oh. And then that's the beginning of their, uh, of, uh, their romance, uh, that, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. even know how to describe, um, yes, uh, except like. Uh, maybe he's doing it to get back at the uh, uh, the bombastic mayor, right? Um, it's certainly not going to make uh, Rod Steiger any happier. Well, no, there's no there's no making him any happier. <laughs> well, I guess it couldn't make him angrier. That's true too. He's he's already he's already on eleven. He's already at eleven. Um, <laughs> I just you know I mean. Let's talk about the com- the computer in this movie, <laughs> which just has all the right moves. Yes, the com- <laughs> computers in the '80s could do anything. It I mean, was... you know, um, yeah. Uh, oh, I got a. I have a, I have a theory about Mary Elizabeth uh-huh. Master Antonio. Okay, you know she didn't get cast a whole lot, <laughs> and I think it's because nobody wants to say Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio uh-huh. more than a couple times. Right, it's such an annoying it, word to pronounce. Right, it's it's it's, it's a whole it's that? a whole sentence. Yeah, and you, it's easy to fuck up. Uh, I think she is useful for uh, to measure the amount of humidity in New York City, right? Um, with that hair, <laughs> yes, because uh, that <laughs> so hair that is a barometer of is hair is <laughs> curly. <right? laughs> so, um. Yeah. Uh, of course, her and Rickman go on to make the uh, Robin Hood movie right after this. Right. Robin. <laughs> um, uh, right. Oh, oh yeah. I, I forgot to mention Alan Rickman is uh, plays the uh, the artist in this movie who who uh, is the sort of sidekick of uh, of the Kevin Klein character and is in this movie for absolutely no reason. No. Um, halfway through this movie, I thought to myself, well, obviously, Alan Rickman has to be the murderer. Why else would he be in this movie? But then by two-thirds of the way through, I was like, this movie just doesn't make enough sense. <laughs> but weren't you expecting, like, a Scooby-Doo? I'd have gotten away with it if it, like, a reveal of who was doing the murdering? Uh, I think by the end of the movie, I didn't anymore, right? I was just like, no. Well, because, there, I mean, there, there's not right. a subplot. Like, there's not a subplot of somebody trying to do something, like, you know, like backdraft, where there's, like, a, yeah. there's, you know, like, the there's... Yeah, rules are being changed, and somebody doesn't like it. You know, like there's like not a not a backstory, right? There's no indication that, that there's something some, more than <laughs> somebody who's been on screen has a is going to turn out to be. The, it's like the whole point yeah. of the murders is just to like accomplish this feat that they've decided he's on when they figure it out, right? Which also raises the question of why there has to be why this movie has to be of a serial killer at all, right? I mean. Uh, Aside from that's just sort of what's in, right? Yeah, that, that, well, that's the only reason. Right, uh, because this movie has just no interest <laughs> in the police procedural aspect of this. All, all the, the police procedural aspect of this he's, uh, is really just an excuse for people to scream at him for being eccentric and being so, such a beat, beatnik weirdo, right? Um so, uh, And then when they there's like a, a, a red herring where they... Don't catch the right killer. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And of yeah, course, yeah. everybody immediately jumps to the conclusion 
even though Kevin Klein's screaming, there's no evidence whatsoever to suggest this is the right killer. And they're like, nope, that's it. That's it. Right. Right. Which <laughs> It's over. Which, you know, I mean, might be with the police. <laughs> well. <laughs> I actually buy that's what the police would do in that situation. Even though, because his theory of where the where and when and why the next murder is going to occur is, is, so, is so idiotic. It is idiotic. Right? It's, so, it's so contrived and dumb. Uh, uh, and, and I think I understand it. Um, yeah, like I said, it involves uh, prime numbers in Neil Sedaka. <laughs> Between 130 <laughs> and the months of the year. <laughs> right. Uh, by the way, uh, just to be clear, one is not a prime number. Um, I have bad news for the computer in this movie. <laughs> so that's the one thing it does wrong. Um, so, um, yes, and so we should say, I'm sorry. I mean, is the prime number thing... If you if you don't think that's stupid enough, how about how they determine what floor it's going to be on? <laughs> uh, well, let's, so, the whole ending of this movie is so terrible, right? Like, like these, like terrible in a way. Not just that it's implausible, but you think to yourself, these people are are they should go to jail for 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 the plan to catch the serial killer at the end right <laughs> because he puts uh he ends up putting mary, <clears throat> mary elizabeth master antonio in in jeopardy in a way that's just bafflingly irresponsible <laughs> yeah, right? totally irresponsible. He, she finds out m in the middle of sort of suiting up to be to literally be you know strangled by the uh by the serial killer oh by the way he doesn't even have a gun all he has is a sledgehammer <laughs> that he's going to use to try to beat open this door as she's getting strangled right but she's and then, got a fake neck Right. But then, like, once if he doesn't have a gun, how is he going to stop the uh, the guy? He's going to have to hope he can beat the guy up. Exactly, and this <laughs> exactly, and this turns into this this this. I'll use the word again: mind-boggling <laughs> slapstick comedy where he's chasing this this serial killer down the down the steps of this building, try you know, uh, trying Who's to black face, subdue by him. The way. With his bare hands, <laughs> what the hell is up with that? Is this is the killer? Is the killer black? He's, is he, I mean, he's clearly a white person in blackface. Right. They never address that. Is well, of course he, not. Could they, could they not afford like a, a an actual like black person to play the, a black actor to play the. I think the, you uh, can only assume that the killer thought that he could blame it on the black community by. People would say, You'd think there's <laughs> how about a line in the movie? <laughs> well, that may be helpful. Right. Well, may, there's your Scooby-Doo moment. He says, I would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for, you know, um, you know, they, they could have uh, t torn off the uh, black person mask that he's wearing. Yeah. And, you know, and it revealed underneath it was Alan Rickman all along. Right. Um, uh, this movie, um, it. Has uh, among bad movie aficionados, this movie is is, is well known. Um, it has a reputation as being a, uh, um, a a total disaster. That's one of the reasons I was looking forward to seeing it. Um, I myself am a, a bit of a buff of of uh, bad movies, particularly bad movies with good pedigrees. <laughs> um, this movie has one, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, at least six Oscar winners uh, associated with it. <laughs> um, so it's always uh, <laughs> it's always interesting when a movie this this ill conceived, not just bad, but this ill conceived from the start, yeah, uh, manages to attract. Acting uh, wise, you, this movie you, you can't see the talent that that is elsewhere. In, yeah, in, in their, these people's careers, it's not like 
they're good in a shitty movie. Right, right. They're, they're all they're all terrible. Um, uh, this movie's just fucking rotten. I mean, yeah, it just is. Yeah. It's just it's it's hilarious. I mean, yes, I mean, it's not boring. No, no, yes, it's not. We boring. should we should definitely emphasize that. The best thing that I can say about this movie is it is not boring. If you like bad movies, um, particularly bad movies that sort of that swing for the fences. Right. Um, this is uh, this is a good, you know, uh, Saturday night. You know, with having a few drinks. Um, but uh, I mean, they have a computer figure out <laughs> that the killer is not only killing people in certain months on certain days, but he's killing them on certain floors. Right. And the floors, if you look at it sideways, it's the notes. On a musical scale, right? Don't he's composing <laughs> while he's killing, right. and the reason, the well, way, he's, how he's they following. determine right his next kill by figuring out the song and the next note, right, tells them the next that is right. that is hysterical, <laughs> right, right, because there's a whole scene where they're like ba 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 what 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 song what is that? The what song? tune is anyway, that? It's Calendar Girl by Calend- Neil Sedaka. Oh my god! Right, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, right. <laughs> I love, I love, I, I love, love my, my little, little calendar. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they get that like um, Eliza Doolittle can finally speak. Then whenever they figure out the Calendar Girl song, uh-huh. and they're like all excited and singing. Uh, you know. right. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, is this the most subdued Harvey Keitel role ever? Where he just kind of like stands and mopes. He doesn't really. He's kind of one. Well, I, I mean, he's a brooding actor, but he's the one character who can do give a real intense scene. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't get to do it? Right. Movie. No, he he is he is totally on autopilot in this movie, definitely. Um, and who can blame him? I I, I mean, so many. Uh, you know, I think I I, I mentioned this that uh, uh, I did a little research on this movie to try to. Uh, you know, I don't. We don't normally. I don't normally do this. Look up uh, reviews of the movie because I want to. You know, go in fresh. Uh, but afterwards, this required some explanation. So I, I looked up, uh, and there aren't a lot of reviews to be found. But one of them is is Roger Ebert's review of this movie, and I, he was the one who suggested. Oh, I did watch that. He was the one who suggested that uh, the theory that well, uh, Shanley, um, you know, he's, he 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 was a big deal at the time because because of Moonstruck, and everybody just sort of said, you know, and some producer just said, "I'll take whatever it is, in, whatever in your sock drawer," and this is some. <laughs> movie that maybe he wrote 10 years you know before when he was in college or something right and uh then you know that producer is j- just gets element just gets people attached because this is the next john patrick shanley movie right um and then and, they look at and it. then yeah and then they re- the day uh the day they show up to uh, shoot the <laughs> they movie, finally open they it. read the script and they're like oh no <laughs> right? um, maybe a second pass would have been worth it yeah um and then there's this song that says that you know when it's the '80s, so it has, has to have a song and has a there's a, a January Man song over the credits that sucks. <laughs> there's a song <laughs> called the January Man, uh, maybe written by Mar- Marvin Hamlish. I think it is. Which um, I hate to. Despise, so there's uh, so just about the I mean I, just how little sense the sort of uh, the basic plot and sort of abc of the kind of uh of this movie uh is goes is that you know there's a uh later on in the movie uh after uh you know the, they reach the calendar girl uh revelation right uh uh 
Mary Elizabeth at Master Antonio and Kevin Klein, you know, they they have some more passionate sex, right? <laughs> um, and we cut from, I mean, it's nighttime, you know, we cut from them having sex, right? Um, to uh, them being at the planetarium with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with Alan Rickman, right, in tow, right? Or actually, they have they have sex during the day, and then all of a sudden they cut to them in, at the planetarium. Yeah, I and think I guess that's... this is immediately after. You know, it's like okay, well, well. we've we've satisfied our, our sexual urge. Let's go to the planetarium with <laughs> with the, the painter next door, right? And um, then they look at the stars, and if you think uh, that the uh, them going that little quick trip to the planetarium is not going to turn out to be important to the solving of the case, <laughs> um, you've never seen a movie before. Um, anyway, uh, and why is this called the January man? Uh, because, uh, uh Kevin Klein calls the serial killer, the January man, because he's going to kill on ja- he's next in January on January 5th specifically, because that's the one prime number date that he hasn't killed on before. Okay. So he's, it's over a year then. So yeah. Right. So despite, uh, so yeah, <laughs> this, the initial newspaper call, uh, call, uh, montage says, you know, 11 victims and yeah. then it says seven victims and yeah, then it goes back to 11. <laughs> right. So, um, yes. Uh, what a stinker. Uh, this movie is, uh, it bombed, um, and was quickly forgotten and all for very good reason, but you should remember it. Um, if you like bad movies, um, yeah, I would say you know sometimes we say steer clear of this one, but I, yeah. I give it a go. It's yeah, yeah, you yeah. Do a lot it's, worse it's, it's, for you. It, it has to be. It's one of those movies that genuinely has to be seen to be believed. It, it's a, it's a testament to how wrong things can go. Yes, with yes. with good people involved. It, yes. it, it's it's amazing. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, I mean, a lot of good people. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, there you go. That is uh, yeah. that's January, man. Yeah, it, it uh, it's gonna be hard as far as like bad movies. It's gonna be hard to live up to that. Yeah, that's that, that's the standard. It's gonna yeah. be a while before yeah. we see something that's it's... quite quite on this level of yes. incoherence. Yes. And, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's just flat out lack of quality, and this is that, but it's it transcends it somehow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, again, the 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 magic of this movie is is how much talent is involved with it, and how just how terrible it is, <laughs> right? I mean, we're used to see, you know, lots of movies are, have a lot of talented people in them, but in turn don't don't work out and are bad. But this is just so wrong in so many ways. Yeah, it has no idea what it wants to be. It, it it's it wants to pull right. all these different ideas, and they don't mesh together whatsoever. No, no. All right. Well. Like we said, no show next week, but we are going to do our randomization for in two weeks. Yes. And we're going to do that now. All right. Here's what we've got. Yep. 1997, Gross Point Blank. Oh, okay. I've seen Gross Point Blank. I, I have too. I saw and it I don't once. remember it making a big impression. But since that time, same, I've same. seen it be on lists of people's favorite movie, and yeah, it has a bit of a kind of cult following. Yeah, right. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I I saw it once, uh, probably the weekend it came out. Yeah, um, I was probably you know early twenties when I saw it. Yes. So, so seeing it as an old man will be a sort of a interesting po- post Pulp Fiction sort of uh, hitman movie. Yeah, right? right. It's people, you know, it's like a high school reunion movie. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. So. With uh, uh, John Cusack. 
Yeah, so. both the QZX, I think. But uh, oh. I, I'll be taking a pretty fresh look at it, though, because I don't remember much about it at all. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. So, all right, join us that first week of December, and uh, we'll be back with a brand new show then. Yeah, have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Best wishes to everybody. Bye for now.